There he is. And there we are. Hi. Hi. Episode. Good evening, nine. everyone. Good how's, evening. How's it going, guys? Going very well. Very well. Good. Do you have, uh, do you have big weeks? Big weeks? Huge weeks? Uh, no. <laughs> work. I mean, big week at work, but you know. Top games. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing too exciting. Work and then a little fam, a little small family get together yesterday. Nothing too exciting. Weird, Is, us too. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was yours for? Oh, just a little get together. Um, since uh, so many of the uh, different cousins and stuff have kids now, so no one really gets together on uh, Christmas as a big group anymore. So we uh, decided to kind of get together. Um, a little bit earlier this time when people had some free time. Sometime in the same month. That still counts. That's a Christmas, yeah. hang- Christmas hangout. It's, exactly. <laughs> How about you? Uh, her dad and her brother have birthdays fairly close together. So we they decided they wanted to go to uh, Jackson for the oh, nice. uh, the Fisherman's Wharf buffet that they have, which is which is fantastic. If you can get there, it's, wow. it's going on until January. It's $32 a head. But it's unlimited crab and lobster and uh, other food, too, but but mainly crab and lobster. And it was really, really good. They have king crab there, which I highly recommend. They have other crab, too. But the king crab was the one that really, really made it worth it. And the dessert was creme brulee when we went. So oh, that was nice. Yeah. I mean, they had other desserts, too, but that was like their signature. Sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I didn't know oh, yeah. I had stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, dude really really good food like surprisingly like i mean yes it's a little pricey but it's a buffet so you eat more than you should ever and uh it's it's delicious yeah they you you always need to keep an eye on jackson and what they're up to because they they have all kinds of crazy stuff and especially if you're a senior my grandparents oh yeah my grandparents go to jackson every single wednesday because they get like 25 dollars in free play and, yeah, much... and they have a weekly gift too. Yeah. If you're like if you're a dream catcher, like the this time it was a bartender kit. Wow. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Which I mean we didn't get. But I I found out one Ooh. time uh, a couple months ago, my grandpa has like a machine. Because they live in, in Jackson now, my grandparents do. Mm. And so they he has a machine that is like his machine. And he just goes <laughs> in, he like sits down and he like if, if someone's at it, he like walks around for a little bit. <laughs> until until they're gone, and then he's like, "This is my machine." Like, and then he spends all of his money that he's willing to spend that day, and then he, you know, he leaves. <laughs> yeah, you know, my grandparents go up every single Wednesday, and usually what happens is my grandma gets all her money is gone, and then my grandpa wins like two hundred dollars, and then they just go home, and it evens out. <laughs> yeah. Well, she doesn't spend. They, neither of them spend any money, so she just loses right. her free play. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, well, that was that was that. But that's I their never big win. Any money? I I've gotten um, mixed results, but my number one machine is a uh, roulette. Actually, really? Yeah. Wow. It um, I started this in like, Reno. The electronic one? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't I don't know enough about all the etiquette to actually go over to the roulette table. <laughs> I do. I do They'll something wrong. I know, but they'll absolutely teach you. But but yeah, you're right. P- the other gamblers get pissed when you try and do that, unless mm-hmm. it's at a lesson time. Exactly. So I just go to the machine. But we started this in Reno, and it would, it treats me really good. I mean, pretty much I always even out with the house getting most of the money. But 
I'll I'll get on some really good uh some really good roles. Yeah. There's literally. My, yeah, exactly. My thing is <laughs> my thing is always with that though is just slow and steady like 50 cents on red, 50 cents on even or something like right. that and just over and over. And so my my whole strategy is I bet red until it hits red and then I bet black <laughs> until it hits black. Right. Same I mean that's a good even. strategy. Yeah. Half and half, right? Yeah. I uh I will never forget this. One time I was at my friend's wedding and it was in Reno. And uh, I, again, I was doing poorly. Like I was trying to have the strategy and I was just like losing my money. And this guy looked at me and he goes, look, man, you're caring too much. I was like, what? And he hand, he pulls out a $20 bill and he shoves it in the machine. He's like, you literally have to just not care. And he does like max bet, like not even looking and it wins him $200. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, excuse me? Like, you just pulled that out of thin air. You were just like, like, there's no way. I mean, like, it t- totally like the universe just made his point. But I never had enough money to just not care. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, t- when um, my friend Jesse got married, he got married at Black Oak Casino. And uh, nice. I was over at the roulette table because that's where I was the whole time. And uh, another one of our friends came over and he, he stuck 100 bucks in the machine. I didn't see how much he put in. So I just saw him put a bill in the machine. And he goes... What should I bet on, red or black, to me? And I said, oh, I don't know, red. So he does. <laughs> and then that's when I look down and I see, like, the ball's just been released. And I look down and I see that he has put a $100 bill. And I'm like, whoa, you put me in charge of your $100? He's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, sure, I don't care. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. Oh. And it didn't land on it. And I felt terrible, but I don't know. Don't put $100 well, I mean, you, you, uh, yeah, you both put 100 <laughs> Oh man, Jesus! <laughs> Zach, what's your go-to Sorry, when it... you go to the casino? Oh God, it's I just do slots. I haven't gone to a casino in in probably five years, six years. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I I went with any regularity is I don't know if you went with us that much, CJ. Yeah, we but would, we would go to Jackson all you, the time. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for some reason, I can't remember if you were there or not. But yeah, now, now, yeah, you were there. Yeah, that was the only time I went regularly. I've been there like twice. Other than that, <laughs> other than when we would used to used to go. Yeah, that was when our friend Matt. So we would go to Jackson all the time because we were over eighteen but under twenty one, and that's just yeah. What sure. else are you gonna do? And so our yeah. friend, back when that you know you're it's twenty one now by the way. Yeah, exactly. It? It's, it's twenty one now. By the it's way. switched oh, wow. to twenty one after we yeah. turned twenty one, which was perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so our friend Matt, because at the time, back when they were 18 and over, they had all of this bar where you just got free drinks because it was like mm-hmm. sodas yeah. and stuff. So our friend Matt would always lose all of his money, but he would um, he assigned a price value to each of the free drinks. And so he would insist on getting his money back through the free drinks. <laughs> it's funny that we're bringing this up now. Cause I was just telling someone about this like two or three days ago. <laughs> it, it, and the, the biggest one, they did this mocha f- frozen. Thing. Yes. And like so, a little mocha, like almost like a little frosty smoothie type thing. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think they still do that. They could, but he, he assigned that one a dollar value of, I think, something like $6. And so, Six bucks. That's how much you would pay for that at Starbucks. <laughs> and so he, he just would spend um, the the entire evening losing his money and drinking those mocha freeze things to get the money back in his mind. <laughs> We've got to stick it to the man somehow. Somehow, right? yeah. yeah. 
even though they're end up going through three, four, five of those. Yeah, yeah even though with ice syrup and cup, they're only probably out about sixty cents every time they give yeah, one of us right. out. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> if that you know, depending right. on how much stores they have, right? How much discounts the tribal leaders get when they buy it? Like you don't know exactly. They have crazy, crazy rights. The tribal council does. They do. Like, I know uh, I had a friend who used to work as a security guard for Jackson. And he said that it was run by three, by by the tribal elders, which there were three of them. And he said that one day he had gotten to work and two of the elders had called in sick. And one of the elders showed up to a council meeting that the other two were gone from and was like, you know what? I'm paying all you security guards too damn much money. I'm going to fire you all. And rehired them at two dollars an hour less than they were making. Gave them the choice, but was just like, no. <laughs> Henceforth, this was the council. We we've decided we're paying the security too much. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he got to work like and had to sign this paper. Like, if you want to continue working, this is it. You're you're now making, you know, two dollars less an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. My uncle, um, or former it's hard to describe who this man is. He was married to my aunt for a time. Um, and then he wasn't anyway. So this former uncle, yeah, my former uncle, uh, worked there as a security guard also, and then worked his way up to being like a loss prevention manager, which was like going around and making sure people weren't cheating. I guess See, I've always wanted to do that. I feel like it'd be a fun job, but also like a terrifying job. Uh, he hated it. I don't know. <laughs> I, that, maybe it was a tribal elders kind of thing, but he just hated working there. Oh, I'm sure. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Working additions are terrible. You're around a bunch of smokers all day. And the people that you're looking for, like, if they're willing to cheat, they might be willing to stab you. Yeah. Yeah, here in this town. Because in Vegas, that's right. where you get your, your MIT students working yeah. on a whatever algorithm. <laughs> I, I read somewhere that it's not actually illegal to count cards. But if they catch you doing it, they'll just ask you to leave. Yeah, that's like it's more not really of a, punishable. It's a it's a we reserve the right to refuse service kind of thing, right? Because I thought that like it always that rule always struck me as weird because I'm like the whole point of blackjack is counting goddamn cards. Yeah, like you like you play twenty one. It's in the damn title mm-hmm. of it, right? You're ca- so, but whatever. <laughs> I don't know enough about counting cards. <laughs> um. Me either. It's basically like process of elimination, yeah. right? Like so, with with twenty one specifically with blackjack, it's easier because you can see one card for each person, you know, and then the mm-hmm. dealer's two, and so and you know what's in your hand, so you can just deduce like, okay, there's this many cards left in the deck. There's this much chance that these guys have the cards that equal, you know, number twenty one, right? Or that they're going to go above it, right? So. But well, with twenty one, you're not playing against the other players. You're only playing against the dealer. You're playing against the dealer, but the other players' cards. Oh, are cards that you now you... cannot get. Yeah, correct. Right. So they they help you determine your likelihood of beating the dealer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I never liked I never liked any of the table games there at Jackson because I felt like my money was gone too quickly. And none of the dealers like it there. They're always just like, how are you doing? Okay, yeah. you want to yeah. play? Sure. They're all Eeyore. Mm-hmm. In Reno, there was a really fun game. It was just a big wheel of fortune. Yeah. You spin the wheel? 
Yeah. Well, the dealer guy, the, the quote-unquote dealer, is the one who spins the wheel. But I did really well on that one. I don't remember why. I don't remember much about it. <laughs> I was at a beer festival, so I... Uh, Oh wow! My my function I was func- I was low functioning as far as memory. By that was point. it the, at the Nugget John Oswaga's Nugget? Yeah, because dude, I may have been at that same beer festival. This was uh, last summer. Yeah. Oh, you may have been. Yeah, we went for I both days. Yeah, it Random. was the 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 blues, brews, and barbecue. Yeah, we were dude. We were totally there. Cool. There were a few other people yeah. we knew there, but we even though we knew that this, these other people that my wife works with were there, uh, we still only saw them about two times because it's huge. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we weren't there for that. We were there just for, for something else, and that oh. happened to be going on, and we were like, you know what? Let's go. Let's get these wristbands. What? $50 for, for free beer? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach, it's, so, this, yeah. it's this awesome street fair that goes over the whole weekend. So there's lots of people playing blues all over the place. You buy barbecue food, but the biggest thing is the brews. So you pay the $50, and you get a wristband and a mug, and then you just go to all these different breweries. Every brewery you can think of is there, and you just go and then get your cup filled for free. Wow. Yeah. Well, not free, I learned the, learned the, the difference $50. between barley wine yeah, and beer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's essentially free after a certain point. Right. You know, you you've, you easily make your $50 up very oh, quickly yeah. in, the, in the amount of beer and barley wine that you drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, barley wine. I can't I can't do barley wine. <laughs> as far as taste or as far as, like, your body, taste. like, you get too drunk? It's taste. <laughs> I just, it doesn't taste good. I don't like my beer to taste like it's liquor. Right. So right. Oh. It tastes like it's liquor. It is strong. I'll give you that. Yeah. I had one though that was like it tasted like it was bourbon, mm. and like a bourbony, chocolatey, beery, delicious concoction, and I was super duper into it. Okay. Um, Recorder League also is a fancy cider that I just found out. I was at a bar the other day, and I just found out that they do it in Lodi. Hmm. Um, they have pear, and they have strawberry kiwi, and raspberry mango and also just raspberry i mean they're, they're these little like sliders that come in a can that are like the size of the old v8 cans yeah, yeah, yeah. when v8 first came out yeah really really good really sweet but really good and they pack a fair punch if you drink enough of them hmm. i just but, you had, know, cider. Where did I, I, it was uh i was at taps the other day and it was the way they had it written was like rye ipa two times and i like a rye ipa and i didn't know if it was double the rye or double the ipa but it was <laughs> it was way too much like a rye barley wine where like there wasn't even any of the sweetness to kind of help it go down with all the th- oh. thickness of it. It was just oof. so double the rye, yeah, or double both. It, it could have been yeah, just a quadruple yeah. beer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they get barley what are we drinking wine. tonight? Oh, dude, yeah, that's a great question. I'm drinking wine. Really? What kind of wine? Gnarly Head Merlot. Oh. Gnarly Head's a good brand. Yeah, the the I always go through so much trouble to like mix a drink and stuff, or like set up all the stuff so that I don't have to get up and like I have a big cup of ice here and stuff or whatever. And tonight I thought, well, why don't I just pour something out of a bottle and drink it? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, there you go, perfect. I tried to do that, I couldn't. The only thing I have is Maker's Mark, hmm. and I tried it, and then I tried it with water. I tried, I tried with ice first, I couldn't <laughs> handle it. 
I'm not that much of a man, and then I tried a little bit of water, and I couldn't handle it, so I mixed it with uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and it's it's super tasty now. Yeah, palatable. <laughs> I am uh, just doing my... Uh, I'm, I'm also just drinking something out of a bottle. I'm just having my Jameson. Oh, okay. Nice. Just going bottle straight to the face. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I'm not that much of a savage. I, I have a, my little glass. Your little glass. Man, I miss mm-hmm. I miss Diet Dr. Pepper. I used to love Diet Dr. Pepper. You know, it still exists. You can have some. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, uh, a few years back I had a kidney stone. Oh. And the doctor told me that the number one reason was probably uh, my ingestion of dark sodas. So I haven't really had any dark sodas since then. That's interesting. My doctor told me my kidney stone was caused by my constant ingestion of Tums. Huh. (laughs) But uh, did you have to pee through a colander? Yes. Did did you stick with it? Yeah. That's how I caught the stone. Oh, man. I never caught mine. I gave up so quickly. I mean, I, I did it a couple of times, but, like, it just, it caused there to be pee everywhere. And I was like, look, I'm not... I'm not into this. Hmm. Maybe you had a bad <laughs> like, colander. No what I, was doing. I had a bad. Well, maybe. I what I had a 3.5 millimeter stone is what I had. Oh, I don't remember so, how big mine was. I just remembered that it hurt. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, it was, it was no fun. No fun. Like giving a giving birth, except you're not emotionally attached to it, and you don't want to keep it when you're done. And it lasts for weeks. For weeks and weeks. I, uh, when it's done, though, it's finally, it's just like, oh, shit. Like, it's a, the most relief oh, that yeah. you've ever felt in the world. Oh, yeah. So, I for mine, I uh, I went way up in the mountains to go camping with my family for one night. And oh, so, that's the worst. So, I didn't know I had a kidney stone at this point. I just went up there as a regular old person. And um, so, we're talking an elevation of probably close to 7,000. It was five or six, easy, but it was it was high up there, which is tough for people who live at zero. But um, so that night, I drank way too much beer with my aunt, and um, I woke up the next morning after I had slept in the bed of my truck, and I thought, ah, man, my back hurts from being from in the, sleeping in the bed of your truck. Yeah, clearly. yeah, my back just on this one side really hurts, and then um, I went. And I couldn't tell if it was because of the pain or because I was hungover. I went and tried to throw up for like a long time in the bathroom. And um, anyway, as it turns out, the I had a kidney stone brewing and being up at a high altitude and a little hungover had caused it the symptoms to come sooner than they would have. And dislodged and yeah. So I drove all the way home just screaming at the top of my lungs because it hurt so bad. <laughs> not laughing at your pain. I'm laughing because no. I've been there. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, I, I can't imagine drying. Like I literally laid down and was just like, like by my toilet laying down because I also thought that I had to puke because my balls kind of hurt. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I was like, oh, maybe who, you know, like with just in case I might puke. Right. So I'm laying down on the ground by my toilet and I was just thinking to myself, like, I could die right now and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, if it stopped this, like, that would be okay. Like, I would tell everyone I love them, I miss them, but, like, I just wish this would stop so much that I could die. It's fine. Yeah. So I, I got home and the pain was gone. 
So Did I had you pass it in the car. No, no, no. It's it's this is a long drawn out thing. So I got home. Everything is fine. And then a week later, I wake up and my balls hurt just like you're talking about. And it's so much pain. And so I'm trying to figure out what could be wrong with me. And the only thing I find that could be wrong with me is something called testicular torsion. Uh-huh. But Which, they're not swollen. Well, they I couldn't tell. I don't know. So I just went and sat in a hot bath for like a long time. And then eventually sure. went to urgent care. And they diagnosed me with some sort of... I don't know. It was something. I don't remember what it was, but what it came down to was it was like basically what they diagnosed me with was also a symptom of kidney stones. So I kind of took the medicine. Everything was fine for like another week. And then everything just hit me and I didn't know what was wrong. And I thought I had the flu or something. And I just remember like literally I couldn't make it to the bathroom and I'm sweating and crying and laying on the ground and yelling and just trying just trying to figure it out. And then it turns out, yeah, kidney stone. It's the worst. It's the worst. Zach, I hope that you live a nice clean life and you never end up yeah. with a kidney stone. <laughs> Drink a lot yeah, of water. No, I've, I've, I've had to, had to uh, see my dad go through two of them. So <laughs> Yeah. It's, oh, oh my God. My grandmother doesn't drink alcohol anymore, partly because of a heart condition and partly because she ended up with so many kidney stones that they had to do like open kidney surgery. Oh my God. They're like, they, there's just no way that you, that we can encourage you to pass these. We just have to open you up and remove them <laughs> and tell you to get your life right. And so she went from drinking tons of Keystone light every day to not drinking at all. Ah, uh. And it was amazing, the transition. It's like I got my grandma back from 15 years ago. Just because mentally, right she, on. mentally, she just went, boo, and she just, you know, gained 30 IQ points and was right on it. Her memory is perfect, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah, when you're hiding and masking all day under booze and, mm -hmm. and you know, liquor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it used to be very weird to go spend the night at their house because they my grand my grandpa still gets drunk all the time. But when they would both get drunk all the time, it just got real weird right at the end of the night before bed. Weird how? Like there was you don't mind like, right? no no it's fine. It was like in high school one time I was staying with them and there was a night where before I could go to bed I just had to kind of stand in the kitchen while they hugged me from either side and kind of muttered drunkenly about how proud they were of me. Okay, that's not too bad. It's, that's it's like not, it's not the worst, but it's still like okay. I'm picturing like like dancing in masks and like oh like, no, yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing like don't that. Don't spill the wine type deal. Yeah. No, they're both people who just they they are not good at expressing their emotions until they've had a few. I love old drunk mumbly emotions. They're fantastic. Yeah, you should come to a Martin family holiday. <laughs> <laughs> We, okay, so my great uncle, my my grandpa's uncle, right? So my my great grandpa's brother, uh, Johnny Key, was a big time racer. He was in the Hall of Fame after he died. Is inducted. You know, he he died essentially on the the track. Um, but he he has some records that people have still not beaten to this day. Like hmm. as far as like the number he beat eight races. He won eight races in seven days. Or something like that, and so, so this guy last year, this guy reached out to me on Facebook and said, "Hey, you know, I like this is a stab in the dark, but are you related to this person?" 
because you know Owen Key. Are you related to him? Owen Key was my grandpa, and and Johnny Key was the racer, my great grandpa, rather. And I was like, yes, I am, you know. And I explained to the guy, like, hey, he was like, because we're gonna, you know, induct him into the Hall of Fame, and and we need to have somebody who's, you know, related to him. And he's like, I wanted to know if you wanted to accept this award. And I was like, well, actually, dude, like, my grandpa is still alive, you know, like his his so his direct uncle, his direct nephew, and also like like his daughter, my my great aunt Patsy is, is still alive too. I was like, she probably, you know. Would want to accept the award too, yeah. <laughs> like, like also, like I, like I'm cool with that. But like also, like, like she, you know, is more. He was, and this dude was beside himself. He was like, holy shit. He was like, I've been trying for years to get a hold of somebody in your family. Like, what the hell? Like, thank God for reaching out. And I'm like, hey, cool, cool. Like, it, you know, it's all right. Like, I'm totally, like, not at all into the racing culture, right? But whatever. Like, cool. Like, th- th- like this is a thing. So <laughs> we get up there, and the booze was free. Huh. For everybody, and and Grandpa, who is who is getting on in years, and he's not much of a drinker anymore, but he used to could throw down when he was younger. He just kept saying Jack Daniels, <laughs> Jack Daniels all night, Jack Daniels. That's all he wanted, Jack Daniels. And so he, <laughs> when it was time for us to get up there and accept Johnny Key's award, Grandpa gets up there and starts telling this story <laughs> about about when Johnny Key was on the the you know the racetrack and and. Uh, he somebody like broke his leg or something like that, but but he was literally mumbling to the point that no one could hear him, and he's on a microphone going. <laughs> so and it was, my sister walks up and like tries to like usher him away, but he didn't take it, hmm. and he just stayed and just kept talking, and so she walked back like ashamed and like. Oh, it was so awkward. We're in front of like hundreds and hundreds of people who have each paid top dollar to be at this thing. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> oh, it was so awkward. So this oh, was great. I, I just looked it up. Um, Johnny Key, the Johnny Key Classic. Is that your your yeah. great great uncle? Yeah, yeah. Wow, there's a whole race named after him that's been going on since '54. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. So he's he's a big deal. Even though I can't find anything about him specifically. Yeah, he probably won't. He di- I mean, he he died a long time ago before there was like, you know, news stuff. Yeah. Ideal. I got I got a politician, but I don't think I don't think that's the same. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Someone from Arkansas. Native of Arkadelphia. Arkansas Arkadelphia. towns. Arkansas towns are the worst named towns. They really that's a real town? Arkadelphia. I thought someone was saying like at the corner of like Philadelphia and Arkansas, which no. I didn't think, you know, geographically was a thing, but like Arkadelphia, what? Arkadelphia is a town in uh, South Arkansas. Dude, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to learn more about Arkadelphia? It's in Clark County. Population okay. of the county is 10,714 people. The whole county? Yeah. Oh wait, no, okay. no. Sorry, the population of the city. Sorry, population of the city. Okay, I was like, what? Okay, <laughs> no, there are counties like that out there in the world. Yeah, there are. There like, are. like you know how uh, there are more senators from Montana than there are representatives. Yeah. Well, yeah. Montana does Populous not warrant ones. more than one representative, but every state gets two senators. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I learned an interesting thing. Arkansas is reminding me of this. Um, have either mm-hmm. of you guys heard this thing about the square dancing? No. So what if thing about it. So square dance, square uh, square dancers 
um, tried, apparently. I'm I'm trying to just remember facts, so I'm going to be making things up. Uh, somewhere around the 70s or 80s, a big square dancing organization um, decided to, to try and make square dancing the national dance of the United States. Okay. So, <laughs> so they lobbied Congress to try and get that, and Congress was like, uh, no, we're just not going to have a national dance. Why do we need to have a national dance? That's stupid. Yeah, who has a national dance, yeah. sir? Stop uh, this. Yeah, well, other <laughs> other countries do. But um, so they're like, no, really? you, square dancing is not going to be the national dance of the United States. Sorry. So instead, the square, the square dancing group went and lobbied all these states. So something like 40 of the 50 states have as their state dance square dancing <laughs> because they figured if they got all 50 states then they could go back to congress and be like look every single state has square dancing as its uh state dance so why can't it be our national dance because because basically when they went to the states most of the states went uh what do we care i'm like who cares yeah, yeah fine fine other than hawaii like who's gonna have you know the hula, the hula, clearly. <laughs> but, uh, do do Alaskan natives have a dance? Let's find out. Because I looked at California, and California has a different state dance. Let's really, really? State dances. California has square dancing as the its folk dance. Funky chicken. Okay. List of U.S. Sure, state dances. Oh, West Coast swing. West Coast swing. That's oh, it. yeah, that's and, fun. And square dance is the official folk dance. But if you look at this, are you looking at the same list I am, Zach? Uh, is it on Wikipedia? Yeah, list of U.S. state yeah. dances. Yes. Square dance, square dance, West Coast swing, yeah. swing slash square dance, square dance, square dance, square dance, hula, square dance, square dance, clogging in Kentucky. Something clogging. called something called second line in Louisiana. Then we have square dance, 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 square dance. Lindy Hop in New York. Clog, oh, <laughs> clogging again in North Carolina, but also. Carolina shag. I don't know what that is. Square dance. In Ohio, it's the Charleston. Square dance, square dance, polka. The shag slash square dance slash the Richards and Waltz in South Carolina. <laughs> square dance, Texas two-step, square dance, square dance, square dance, polka. Texas two-step is where? It's in Texas. I, I was hoping, but yeah. I, I would not be surprised if somebody said, like, you know, Arkansas, because damn it. But I, don't know if I, I don't know if I heard you mention this one, but did you, did you uh, see the Mary Pole dancing in Del- Delaware? I didn't. I, we are looking at two different things, because Delaware oh. maybe. Hmm. Maypole, sorry. Maypole. Maypole. Oh, okay. Did you ever so, like, the Maypole as a as a child? In no. Class? Did you ever do that? No. <laughs> no one ever said. I'm about... reading about it right now, and I'm like, what on earth? You're, they dance around this big giant wooden pole. Yeah. So you dance, and you all hold ribbons, and mm-hmm. you weave the ribbon around the pole. You go in and out of the people that are, you know, like the girls go one direction, the boys go the other direction, right? And so, like, as an oh, adult, okay, I know what it is now. Okay. As an adult, this is totally. Like phallic worship, yeah. right? This is absolutely like harvest, like pagan ritual of like the fucking worshiping of the penis, right? But so it's creepy that we did this as kids, but it absolutely like it was a big thing. We had festivals, we had like s- several classes did their own version of the Maypole. This is something you like, do on May Day, on May first. You have to get out the yeah, Maypole correct. and do your little dance. Yeah. Do your little dance around the dam. And so at, this was at Fremont in in at Hirsch Elementary in Fremont, and it was very progressive. There was a, a 
a special needs class and there were people, you know, there were these kids who, you know, were for, you know, completely, completely, completely mentally and physically disabled, right? Cerebral palsy, like severe, like, like blind, deaf, Uh like, you know, um, but the teachers and like, I, I don't know how I feel about this and I'll pose this question to you guys. Is this, is this like morally acceptable or is it wrong? For them to like include these kids in the dance to the point that like they tie the ribbon to the kid's wheelchair and the teachers have to push them in the dance. It's a gray area, right? Like, how do you feel about that? Because like, first of all, these kids who are blind and deaf are completely unaware that this is going on, completely, mm-hmm. right? But like, no one wants to be left out, right? So, so. It's a big I mean, gray area because, yeah, you don't want to – sure, you don't want to say, no, you can't do this because you're in a wheelchair. But also, like, is this – are you setting this kid up to be made fun of for the way that we're doing no, this? No, right? Are you making this kid a joke yeah. as, as it, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's That's, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, it would depend on different actors, yeah. I, I'd say. I mean <laughs> – Yeah, there's a heck of a lot you, of – How old are you kids? <laughs> Uh, well, so the kids were um, uh, in, I want to say sixth grade, so 12. But uh, they're specifically, and I don't like, uh, you know, at the risk of like naming someone, there was, there was this one kid named a boss who was 12 and he had a motorized wheelchair. I um, mean, he had like no direct motor control, but his, his muscles like spasms and stuff. And he was completely blind and completely deaf. And he had like the mental like capabilities they said of a toddler like of a, of a of a year to 18 months um which i don't know how they gauged that yeah. being that he was yeah, blind and deaf blind and, and couldn't death. talk yeah right i have no idea how they like came to this conclusion but but that's what they came to you know so um and he uh, like they had to like sometimes they had to like strap him into his wheelchair and i don't know the name of his condition but he was like really severely like you know, like disabled, right? Um, hmm. so yeah, I mean, like sometimes they had to strap him in, and I volunteered. I so I, I volunteered in the special day class, and he was uh, like one time he was out of his chair, and, <laughs> and I'll never forget this. He like was moving across the the floor somehow, and he looked like a like a, an octopus, right? And I was I was a big boy. Mm-hmm. So, but I was, I was nine years old or 10, somewhere around there. And I was trying to, to, to help out, you know, and I, I, like I volunteer, I spent my recesses there. And so I looked down at a boss, like moving along the floor, like an octopus. And I make this decision to go and help him. And I look up and there's this like teacher who was like also hesitating, like was floored that like, uh, that he had somehow like gotten out of his, his constraint that he was in. And, and, like, was moving along the floor. And, like, she, like, was just like, oh. Like, we both had this, like, pause moment. <laughs> and, like, I jumped first. But, like, it was more important for her. She was like, no! <laughs> like, she was like, do not! You know? Like, like yeah. I'll never forget that. Like, the, the look of terror on her face. She was, like, shocked first. And then, like, like couldn't move. But then, like, do not! <laughs> Interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember this guy's name. I don't think I'm going to. My mom told me his name recently. So a boss was that a is that a, a Middle Eastern name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
when I was in when I was in preschool, and this was potentially at the time when I was going to preschool with with uh, Zach. Uh, I was friends with this kid from the Middle East, and I never could get his name right. Uh, Abbas reminded me of this because I was four or five. I was probably four. So to this day, uh, up until about two months ago when my mom told me what his real name was, I thought his name was Almond. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe it was Ahmed. Ahmed, sure. Something like that. Yeah, anyway... I didn't go to school. We, we I went to a uh, small private Lutheran school in in Stockton, so I didn't encounter a lot of kids with with names that weren't uh, white people names. So when people like Almond came around, I just I, I had no idea what to do about their names. That's that's <laughs> all I kept thinking about when you were saying a boss. That's that's sorry, <laughs> did not expand on your story at all. Did I uh, did I ever tell you about my friend Henry? No. Okay. Henry's real name was Shatit. Okay. But it was spelled S-H-I-T-H-E-A-D. Like Shitade? Like that that, that awesome head. Do you remember that that really awesome video? No. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna you go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna queue up the video and play it for you guys. Okay. That's that's fantastic. Okay, so anyways, Henry like had just had known right like he he was used to this this was old hat for him he knew what his name was right but but so the teachers like he would go up to the teacher on the first day of class and tell them like hey you know you can just call me henry like my real name is shatid like if you want to tell everybody that like but but you can just call me henry right so and, and henry came he just picked it he just got to pick the name that he wanted to be called and he had heard the name henry in something and so he was like you know fuck it call me henry right which is cool but so the, the funniest part was when substitutes mm-hmm. would come to class and they would go to like take role and they would like inevitably, like 90% of the time, they would look down and be like, hmm. <laughs> 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 one, like one teacher at, like actually got it. Shatid and he was like, oh. He was like, yes, but but people call me Henry, <laughs> you know, so and normally he would catch it before like they floundered too much. But yeah. inevitably, she, hmm, like they would like look down at it, like drop their chin to their chest, like and, and like furrow their brow, like what? Hmm. So. so this so this the song I'm about to play you um, is by a, a girl it's a black girl whose name is Shadeed. Shadeed. OK. And it's the same same deal. According to the story, this is this was put out by Thanks Computer uh, <laughs> seven years ago. So according to the story, this is her actual name. But so I'm gonna. It's a little under two minutes. I'm gonna play you guys the song because it's amazing. Uh, there we go. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm Shadid and I walk like this. This is catchy as fuck. I'm Shadid and I always wear clothes. I'm a machine. I'm Shadid and I'm stuck in his bag. I'm Shadid and I'm a bad boy. I'm and my brother is Bono. I'm Shadid and my dad when he's home. I'm Shadid and I'm definitely not Asian. I'm Shadid and I've never seen a flower. I'm Shadid and I've seen God. I'm Shadid and I've never been hungry. I'm Shadid and I like to clap. I'm Shadid and I do a black foot. I'm Shadid and I'm always drunk. 
then I burned down the hospital. I'm shit then I forgot how to breathe. I'm shit then I sing in the choir. I'm shit then I can be catchy. I'm shit then I always come first. I'm shit then I jump across the street. I'm shit then I sleep in a chair. I'm shit then not a mini bass riff. I'm shit then my body's a magnet. I'm shit then I'm immune to AIDS. I'm shit then I only like anal. I'm shit then I cough up blood. I'm shit then you better not hook up. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm also going to text that to you guys both so you can watch it later because it's there's there's a little there's a little bit of double on. Oh it. yeah, no, I, I remember the. Do you remember, remember okay. this? Yeah. Can it, can you also look up and play for us? Smell yo dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have know you heard of this ever? Yes. Somehow something weird not. just happened, and I I'm trying to text it to 100 people. I don't know. Oh, uh, good. don't do that. James Stop. Key. You should. And there we go. And send. Okay. So now we are doing smell yo dick. Smell yo dick. For our listeners, um, this is explicit. Yes. Well, the whole podcast is always listed as explicit, so it, it's we're we're good. Okay. Okay. Uh, so okay. don't let it listen to your. You know, don't let your three year olds listen to it. <laughs> or do. Although how. How amazing would it be if you randomly got a three-year-old to sing this song, like that was not connected to you? Because I'd feel so bad if a three-year-old was singing this song that was connected to me. But if there was some strange three-year-old so that heard and was singing this song yeah. because of me, I, th- I mean, whatever. That's yeah, exactly. hilarious, though. All right, here comes. Smell. I'm Shade, though. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell people about Shade. <laughs> it's a good one. All right, here comes. Smell your dick. All right. Thank Tell me you not 
dick, wait a minute, hold up. See, that's how a bitch get eyes swollen. And I don't give a damn what your homegirl seen when I was in the club. What the fuck you mean? They ain't got no business me like that. You ain't got no business trying me like that. You can, yeah, yeah. I think we we got the gist you, there. You get it, yeah. <laughs> the th- so oh the thing that gets me about that one is they are one hundred percent serious. They're very sincere. It's a very sincere. They song. are very sincere song. And yeah. I didn't realize that until the dude started rapping. Smell who's dick? Fantastic. It's, yeah. That's like literature, like gold right there. This is something, and this this age is over. Um, the, 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 the golden age of the internet as far as content being created by random ass people all over the place um, is, is pretty much over, especially with because... Vine being gone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it, there's 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 a lot of of factors to it, but this is something I remember because so smell your dick was nine years ago. Shade, wow, wow! Now I feel old. <laughs> Shadade was seven years ago, and Shoot. and I'm also thinking of it was about seven years ago. Um, do you remember the Rebecca Black Friday song? Oh yeah, oh, gosh, yeah. Who doesn't wow. know that one? <laughs> so yeah. so with that one, the, so our our kid has been. Um, so her entire life, she has had, whether she knows it or not, a really good sense of rhythm. <laughs> so, like, when she was in her little jumper and stuff like that, or just kicking her legs while she's in her... Because her car seat kind of rocks, so if she kicks her legs, then she rocks herself. If there's music playing, she ends up just going with the rhythm of the music. She's done this her whole life. Interesting. And now that she's starting to herself up and stand and she's on her way to walking and stuff she's now she's like literally dancing like she there's music playing and she's kind of standing up and holding on to something and then she takes a moment to kind of hear the music and then she starts doing a little booty pop to dance to the music but always right on rhythm it's not just music and now i move it's like no this is the beat and i'm moving to the beat so er, earlier we were trying to put her in a good mood and so we um we, I was trying to think of like a good upbeat, dancey song, and for whatever reason, the only thing that I could think of was "Friday" by Rebecca Black. And so I put it on, and I and I was just thinking about that whole that age. <laughs> it was a beautiful age in in the internet world, when things like Friday could go around, and it was like halfway people making fun of it and halfway people enjoying it. Do you remember the backstory to the Friday song? Vaguely, I remember that there was one, and I was sad for at myself for knowing that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> so there were a few videos that came out at that time. I don't really remember what the other ones were. Friday was the only one that really like 
everyone saw, but it was this company, this guy who's a genius. It was some guy who like had kind of made a name for himself as a rap producer. Um, started going to, he, he was making himself available for all these very very rich people around Hollywood, who had you know thirteen fourteen year old daughters who fancied themselves up and coming pop artists. And he was like, yeah, give me $3 million. Let's we'll cut a single. And I guarantee you, you know, this many, uh, views on YouTube when we make the music video and this many downloads on iTunes and stuff like that. And so was his name R Kelly. It wasn't R Kelly. (laughs) I don't remember (laughs) the guy's name. I could, I could find out, but, but it was a thing where like he, he knew what he was doing. Everyone, heard and listened to and watched the video for Rebecca Black's Friday. He made good on his promise with the contract. He never said it would be in a positive light. Right. But there were tons of videos. Yep. I mean, yeah. And the, and so there it's it is. Satan is what you're saying. <laughs> it's a deal with the devil. Let's let's <laughs> let's find out. Rebecca Black. Okay, gentlemen. Yes. Listen. Yes. When you do a pickleback, it's very important to separate which one is which. Oh, I hate pickles. Uh, <laughs> so it's fine. It's a great chaser, right? But but it sucks as a drink first, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I just drank the wrong one first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, it's that's, in my mustache still. That sounds unfortunate. like the worst thing ever. I ran out of Diet Dr. Pepper, damn it. And I have oh. literally nothing else. I gotcha. I always just use water. I chase with water. I ha- I mix it with water. Okay. So and I may not even need the pickleback. I honestly, I just poured that and I took a drink of it because that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Did I oh, never tell you about that. the time that I accidentally took too much antacid. No. So I I was I poured myself a handful five uh, pills and I was going to put them in uh, a pill separator. Right for you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? And I I had a glass of water next to me, so I, I poured five pills into my hand, and I took a drink of water, and I took down all of these five Prilosec, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so I call the I'm like, damn it, like such a stoner move that I, that I just did. So I call Kaiser, and I explained to her what happened, and she was like, you you did what? And I, you know, I was like, you know, I said it again. Like, I, I put them in my hand, and I took them. She goes, why? And I was like, well, I don't know. It was just a reflex. I'm sorry. And she laughed, and she goes, she goes, hang on. And, like, put me on this weird, long, like, treacherous hold <laughs> for, like, six minutes. And I'm like, okay, this is it. She's going to tell me that I fucked up. I have to go to the emergency room. I have to pump my stomach. Like, this is it. She came back, and she's just laughing. And she's like, you're fine. She goes, don't do that anymore. She goes, you did good calling us, but... <laughs> You're fine. She goes, you might have a hard time pooping. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, that'd do it. <laughs> Thank you. That would absolutely do it. I did. I almost I almost did a, a move like that, um, and I stopped myself. So every every morning I take my, my antidepressant. And so I'm very used to opening something that's medicine and pouring it into my hand and then taking one. Right. Um, my flu came back again this week, so I've had the, the flu slash kind of a cold all week. And I've been taking like DayQuil, NyQuil. And so at one point I pulled out the NyQuil because I was about to go to bed and I opened the bottle of NyQuil and I put out my hand <laughs> and I was about to pour the NyQuil into my hand when I went, whoa. <laughs> 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 and 
that's not where that goes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Or when you accidentally take a swig of the the A one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I've never actually like gone full swig, but I've put it up to my lips a couple of times and I go, oh whoa, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that. Just I know absent-minded. That yeah, I think I think most people have done uh, something similar at the very least when you're just on autopilot. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a kid one time, um, I went into the kitchen and I opened the fridge and I got out the jug of milk and I like took a swig and I was holding whatever stuffed animal was the one I was holding all the time at the time. So I opened the milk, took a swig, and then without thinking, I put the stuffed animal on top of the milk jug, put that back in the fridge and then walked back to my bed holding the milk cap and like went to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next morning, my mom is like, hey, uh, where's the cap to the milk? And also, why was there a stuffed animal in the fridge on top of the milk jug? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know. And then later I found the cap in my bed, and I was like, oh, that's what happened. Oh, oh okay. that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Were you stoned, or were you just young? Yeah. No, I was eight. Yeah, so stoned, so high. Yeah, yeah so I was real high. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're anything yeah. like me. <laughs> I, one time... <laughs> Put the peanut butter in the fridge and the milk in the in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, I do that to this day. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I just about did something similar a week a week ago. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm thinking about something else or listening to a podcast or something like that. And yeah, do you guys ever sleepwalk or sleep talk? I uh, used to in a really major way, and I don't as much anymore. I've never uh, sleepwalked. I think I have talked in my sleep a couple times, only when I've been drunk, though. Huh. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, t- one time. So I've always sleptwalked. So my, my mom, growing up, she would blame everything on sleepwalking. But <laughs> and thank God she's never going to listen to this. But... <laughs> uh, says you yeah <laughs> one time but when I was living I was living with her and I was around 22 and I came home probably from a bar or something I don't know I was just drunk as hell asleep in my room but I woke up and then I walked into my mom's bedroom opened her closet and started peeing perfect which is a that's a that was a drunk thing that was not a sleepwalking thing <laughs> Yeah, right, right. But uh, she didn't know I was drunk, and so she she just uh, marked it up to another day of CJ sleepwalking, and uh, she was totally fine with it, <laughs> and, and didn't need to have a big That's talk with awesome. me afterwards or anything. It was just like, yeah, you're sleepwalking. Yeah. <laughs> My brother one time when we were young, I was I was like maybe nine, so he was seven, if that, six or seven. He we shared a room. And he was sound asleep in his bed across the, the, the room from me. He walks, he gets up, stands up straight, walks around the room with a purpose, hmm. goes across the hall to the bathroom, comes back, pees on his bed, walks back into the bathroom, <laughs> flushes the toilet, and goes to sleep in the hallway between our bedroom and the bathroom. Oh, no. And I watched this whole thing and, like, like I'm like I have to explain to someone what happened, otherwise it's gonna look like I peed on his bed. Right. Right. 
<laughs> so I, I went and I gingerly like stepped over him while he's in the middle of the hallway. And I go and I tell my mom and I'm like, hey, like, look. And she's like, well, what happened? Like, what did you do? And I was like, I did nothing. I watched him do this. And she goes, what? <laughs> like, no, no, no. He, he did all of these things. And then he went to sleep right there. And she was like, well, I just, what? <laughs> she's like, we'll deal with it later. And I was like, okay. Like, but just as long as you know. Yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah, it was not me. <laughs> so, Zach, you never, you never were, were a sleepwalker? As far as I know, I know. This is a thing. It's a thing with people. Uh, there's some chemical in your brain that goes off for people, a paralysis chemical for when you fall asleep. And for some people, it's a lot more. It, it, it varies by person how well that chemical is uh, introduced to your brain during sleep. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the sleepwalker is the person who just it doesn't happen. I mean, I've I've left the house. I've gotten up and just like, okay, uh, walk down the hall, open the front door, open the screen, walk, yeah. walk out into the street, and then just kind of stand there and have to be kind of guided slowly back into the house. Okay. One kid walked home once. We had a sleepover. My mom used to throw these really like huge, like elaborate neighborhood sleepovers. We lived in a cul-de-sac. And there was this kid, my brother's friend, Timmy. And Timmy lived actually outside of the cul-de-sac and around the corner and like down a ways. And damned if he didn't open up my door one time and walk his ass home. <laughs> <laughs> Sound asleep. Like wow. he had no clue. Yeah. That's crazy. His mom had to like call my mom and be like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> Timmy walked home and we were like, what? She was like, yeah, he's asleep still. We we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Oh my God. Left art. She was like, check your door. Sure enough. The fucking, it was wide open. <laughs> that is crazy. He's asleep walking home. And so it's not like he lives yeah. three doors down or anything. Right. Or did he? No, he walked all the way like a block and a half. Like outside of the cul-de-sac and then, you know, the next any, block over and down and around the corner. Any amount of crossing the street is too many times to yeah, cross the street while sleepwalking. Right. <laughs> My guess is he wa he woke up and then, like, like just went immediately to sleep as soon as he got home. And so she, like, put the pieces together. Like, I don't think he, like, he was, you know, sleepwalking in front of her. You know, I don't know. He He may have been. From my my guess is he woke up on the way home and was just like, oh, shit, I'm going to go home. From my experience with sleepwalking, it's more that what is happening in the sleepwalking is what is happening in your dream. So it's like a right. lucid dream, but you don't have superpowers. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? But, but your body – but that paralyzed thing is not happening to your body, so you're actually doing it. Yeah. yeah. See, but I also am – I use my eyes – I um. It freaks people. I sleep with my eyes open a, a fair amount, sleepwalking That's or creepy. not. So even if I'm sleepwalking, my my eyes will be open. And I, I've done this my whole life. Apparently, I was a very freaky baby because I would sleep with my eyes open, and also my eyes would follow people around the room while I was sleeping. <laughs> so giving no indication that you're sleeping whatsoever? Other than the snoring, Yeah. I woke up a dude at a party one time because he was just staring at me. And I was like, hey, but like I went up to him and he had a, this visor on, which I thought was weird because like nobody wears visors. Uh huh. And I go up and I like wave my hands at his face and I was like, hey, man, 
like, what's going on? Like, are you dead? Like, and he like flipped out. He was like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, man, like you're <laughs> staring. Like, are you okay? Hmm. And he was like, I was asleep. And I was like, bullshit. Like your eyes were wide open, dude. You were looking right at me. And he was like, no, man. It was like, it was, I was asleep. He was like really upset. He's like, you don't just fucking go and wave your hand in front of people's face. Like I was asleep, man. What the fuck? I was like, okay, dude. What? Excuse me, but what? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I did, did you ever have the shoes on rule for sleeping at parties? Yes, but he had his shoes off. Okay. He had intended on going to sleep. And I like checked. I was like, well, like, I mean, okay. Like he planned on going to sleep and he had his visor on for that big thing. <laughs> like, like, okay, man. But like, damn it, dude. Like maybe you don't sleep at a party if you stare at folks when you're sleeping. Maybe you're not that dude. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Zach, are you aware of this? Rule? So, no, but I think I got the gist of it. If you if you fall asleep at a party with your shoes on, that means that you did not intend to fall asleep, and so therefore you are fair game for drawing on and stuff like that. Yeah, you passed out. If you if you okay, take your shoes off, I... yeah. If you take your shoes off, then no one's allowed to draw on you and screw with you because you made a choice like to go to sleep rather than pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what I kind of got out of, out of it, but yeah. thank you for, you're, for you're clarifying. So, you're so welcome. <laughs> for clarifying. <laughs> we, uh, on, on my wedding night, Jenny did not take her shoes off before falling asleep, so we stacked stuff on her and took pictures. Oh, that's great. We, we, we didn't draw on her. We, we stacked stuff on her, because I'm not that much of a dick. You know, hey, you just got married. Here's a penis on your forehead. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> We, uh, I, I, uh, recently reconnected with a really good friend. I was, uh, it was my friend back in Sonora and I was, I was a groomsman in his wedding. And then at some point I, I've changed my number a lot since becoming an adult. And, uh, so at some point we lost each other's contact information and I've always, every now and then I think I remember his number and then I try it and, uh, some, and, and it never works, but the, Pretty recently, I I tried again another variant of what I thought I remembered as his number, and it worked. And I finally got in hey. contact with him. Yeah, and so I was like, "Hey, is this Sean Close?" Because that's always how I start it. Because I'm trying to get sure. in contact with Sean Close, and uh, and so finally I was like, "Yeah," and I was, "Who who is this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Chris Martin." Because I went by Chris when I lived in Sonora, and and he goes this Chris Martin? And then he sent me a picture of a night that I totally <laughs> forgot about, which was, I wasn't drawn on. Um, he, his sister lived with him. And so we went over to our manager's house one night just to like get drunk and hang around and stuff. And she fell asleep. And so there was me, Sean, our manager and our manager's wife. And all four of us drew all over her face. And then she eventually, kind of, <laughs> she eventually kind of woke up like when we were all going to leave and we were like, hey, we got to take a picture to, like, remember this night because we had such a great time. <laughs> she was like, all right, guys. And so then it's just like all of us crowded around her giving thumbs up and stuff and her kind of looking sleepy with drawing all over her face. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Her shoes were on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the good old days. I So, okay. I did that shit to myself once because I decided to see what I would look like with glasses. 
And so I, I took uh, the nearest marker, and I was used to washable markers, so this wasn't entirely my fault. Sure. Right? But th- this one was a Sharpie, and I didn't know. <laughs> like, I had seen a permanent marker before, but the one that I had seen was a metal marker. Right? It was one of those, like, Magnum ones that smells delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, you know. Uh, so, but this one was just a gray Sharpie. And I was like, oh, okay, so clearly. So I drew glasses and a mustache and freckles on my face. <laughs> and <laughs> How old are you? It's a, uh, like eight. Okay. <laughs> so my, yeah, because my, my folks were separated already, but we still lived in Modesto, so I wasn't nine yet. So I was eight. My mom looks at it like it's time to go to school and was like, what did you do to your face? <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, I decided to see what I would look like with with glasses and a mustache. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, why did you use permanent marker? And I was like, well, I didn't know that the marker would be permanent. Yeah. She was like, go wash your face. And I was like, I already did three times. She was like, well, you have to go to school like that. And I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> And I did. I went to school with with hand drawn marker and uh, a mustache on my face. Wow! <laughs> See now, Good luckily, fashion sense. <laughs> great fashion sense. <laughs> so I was just thinking about that now, as the, in the in the context of being a parent, and I was like, okay, well, luckily for me, so far, as long as I keep my exact same job when my daughter's that age, I will be able to say, <laughs> okay. You're not going to school today. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I, I I don't have to go to work today. You don't need to. You're not going to school today. I'm going to call you in sick. We're going to figure out how to get this off of your face. <laughs> <laughs> but I know for most people, like for your mom, your mom was like, I don't. I, you fucked this up. You did this to yourself, yeah. and I have to go to like, work. I, so goodbye. I, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you have to go to school today. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's amazing uh, well, some lessons are hard learned right, right? they are like, it's like cutting your like, own hair exactly <laughs> don't do it I mean that one as an adult you'd think that an adult would know that but in Chicago I was like I can fucking do this and I just kept thinking to myself I can fix this <laughs> <laughs> I can fix this and I just keep cutting more yeah. off. I can fix this I can uh, yeah no do not if you, if you don't know what you're doing or watch a, a YouTube video now. Now you can watch YouTube videos on getting yourself the exact style that you want. Right, but like, don't. No. Otherwise, yeah. I had a friend. I had a friend in high school slash after high school who he he was half Filipino. He was half Filipino Mexican. Anyway, whatever it was, he had a lot of real thick hair. He had all kinds of it. It was everywhere, and so his whole. Like part of his whole oeuvre was that he cut his own hair. He, he had two two things with his hair. He would a he would cut his own hair. He just kind of went into a mirror and he just kind of cut hunks off that he thought were too long. Sure. And B he styled. Why not? Yeah. And B he styled his hair with Elmer's glue. Okay. So spiky. <laughs> sort of. You know, he just kind of he just kind of put some glue in there and messed it up and whatever. This was his. Whole I thing. did that too. Not He's, messed it up. I used to like do like blatant spikes, but with Elmer's gel glue. It yeah. was perfect. 
But yeah. he, 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 I mean, it's this was all part of his whole thing because he was he was a big Dead Kennedys guy and just all kinds of he just like oh yeah yeah he wasn't not, no one's was going to tell him what to do, and so I. <laughs> <laughs> I was always very taken with him. I, I became less taken with him as an adult, but I was always very taken <laughs> with him because he was three years older than me, so he was very cool. I later learned that no, this guy's kind of an idiot, and I'm I'm mostly glad that he's not really in my life anymore. If he came around, I'd have a nice night with him, but that's about it. But anyway, so <laughs> as an impressionable young person, I went, I'm going to do that. I'm going to cut my own hair too, and so I did. <laughs> But I have very fine, light hair. Yeah, you do not have the hair for that. You have to know what you're doing to cut your kind of hair. So all I did was make myself look terrible and have to shave my own head, which which worked. I mean, I I actually – I got got a a fair amount of women by shaving my own head because I still had a beard. And Cody Ross was a big thing from the San Francisco Giants. (laughs) And so women women in bars would be like, hey, you look like Cody Ross. And I'd be like, yes, I do. That's right. That's like exactly if you were a ginger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you ever cut your own hair? No. <laughs> I mean, there for a long time I had my dad do it for me. He, so, I mean, that's close. Well, I mean, what, was that when you were shaving it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, when, while I was shaving it, but after my grandfather stopped cutting hair. Because he Got used it. to be a barber. So. Yeah, Zach's grandpa was a barber I mean, for a long, long time. <laughs> that was oh, always man, that's my like go-to thing. In. Yeah, free barber. Yeah. yeah just... <laughs> did now? Okay. Did you tip him? Uh, no. <laughs> no. 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 It, it was just grandpa. Yeah, it was just grandpa. You know, if there was other people there waiting, we'd let them go in, ahead and all that. You know. Sure. Oh, sure. Sure. And you know, I throughout throughout uh, my entire, pretty much my entire life, from like uh, being like ten until the last year, I just always got it buzzed off. So it wasn't yeah. like a, you know, heavy duty work going on. Yeah, Zach, your style, your whole style is very different. So, so uh, James, you don't really know uh, as much about this, but for for me. It's going from the Zach I've known for a lot of years to the Zach that exists today. It's very, it's very interesting because he's he's lost a good deal of weight. Like, how, how much weight have you lost, Zach? Overall or this year? Overall. Oh, now you're now you're making me think. Hold okay, on. this year. Okay, this yeah, year. Yeah, no, 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 no. I I want to know overall. Okay, but fifty pounds this year? That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, overall, about seventy-five to eighty. Something yeah, right on, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, but the 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 Zach I've known forever is the is the Zach that's seventy five to eighty pounds heavier than this one, and the other Zach I've known forever is the Zach who always has a buzz cut, and now he's got all this floppy hair, and he wears glasses, and I just don't, I, I just don't know now, yeah. where 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 my is old friend went. Messing with your, yeah, is it blowing? Well, yeah, I've needed the glasses for a long time. I just uh, always procrastinated. Oh, sure. He was always too cool. Yeah, too cool to see correctly. Way too cool. Way too cool. Yeah, who who needs to be able to see when you're driving? You know, <laughs> that's overrated. Yeah, that's, my mom yeah. made me a deal when I was 15 that if I wore glasses every day for two months, I would get contacts. Huh. Uh, and I I didn't take her up on it until I turned 16, and then the. The insurance covered these black contacts with white spirals on them, and they were prescription. <laughs> and I was like, 
yoink. <laughs> I wore these <laughs> shitty glasses every day for fucking for however long my mom specified. And then no matter how dorky I looked. And then uh, I got contacts as soon as I could. And I wore them to school. And nobody, like, I wasn't like, look at my eyes. I just wore them. Yeah. And nobody noticed until, like, lunch. And then everyone noticed almost at once. And people were super creeped out. They were like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I did. But, but so yeah, I, I wear contacts now. Sorry. Oh, you wear contacts. You do. You do. Is that the thing you do? I do, yeah. Every, every oh. day. Every day I wear contacts instead of glasses because I don't like to keep pushing up my glasses on my face. And I, I don't like if my glasses get smudged, I like freak out. I'm yeah. like, not like freak out, but I'm like, I can't not focus on it. And I'm like, I need to clean that shit real quick, you know. Uh, plus, they, they like pinch the back of my ears and give me like weird headaches. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I only wear them like at home when I, when I give my eyes a rest and I take off my contacts. So I, I I did the contacts thing for a while because um I I'm always forgetting my glasses. Right. I need my glasses everywhere I go. I need them to drive. I need them to look at the TV. I need them to do just about anything. You need them life. to see, to function, yeah. to live. But I don't remember them. They, right. They're, Evolution they're... has won as far as like our brains. Yeah. Like if it, you know, hundreds of years ago, you would have died because you can't see the the dangers coming of the, right. the world. Right, but but now you're fine. Glasses, technology, good but so, so the brain wins. So eventually, I went to the optometrist and I was like, I forget my glasses all the time. Can I like get some contacts? And they're like, Yeah, sure. So I got um, whatever, like, six months worth of contacts because there were contacts where you could reuse them for like a whole week or something. I don't know. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Put them in, take them out, put them in, take them out, and they were good for like for a while. And then you would throw those out and start a new pair. But so I would either, I was, first of all, I was very bad at putting contacts in my eyes. It's, it's a skill. Okay. It's a skill that's hard to get. It is. It certainly is. And I never got it. So I was very bad at that. And then B, I would always forget to take my contacts out. So I'd wear them for like a week at a time straight and then go, Ooh, did what? you ever have one roll up in your eye and like come off? I had them fall out all the time. But like up up inwards is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, no. I never lost it inside of my eye. No, no. I fell asleep one time with my contacts in and it folded up in quarters up inside my eye. Like it fell off my eye. My eye, like I couldn't see out of my right eye, mm. but I felt like this pressure. And so I had to like flip up like and push my eyelid and push my eyelid and it came out and it had folded over in half and then folded over in half again. It looked like a piece of pie. And I was like, how does that even happen? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it, 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 uh, anyway, after I, after my failure at having contacts, I went back to the doctor and I kind of described what happened. He was like, okay, so it sounds like contacts aren't for you. Um, <laughs> you just need to have your glasses. And so now I just, I just have yeah, my glasses. Yeah, you just need to quit pitching. And I, I, I'm slowly getting better at wearing them. Now that my job is different, it's a lot easier. When I my job was like to build things all the time, it was like, uh, why do I have my glasses on? This is stupid. But now that my job is like, oh, just go like sit in a chair and push buttons. I'm like, no, oh, okay, it's was, glasses. Was this a recent foray with contact? Uh, no, contacts was three years ago, four years ago, something like that. So f fairly recent. You were an adult, but not like yeah. But, and I also I, I fall asleep with my glasses on all the time and stuff. My glasses are it, it's a whole thing. 
Do you have thick glasses or do you have thin like wireframes? Uh, they're they're pretty thick. I do like the whole uh, uh, tortoise shell. Thing. Oh, nice, nice, nice. The the ones that I currently have are just all thick, thick rimmed black glasses. Whereas before, I used to use like I preferred like the thin like invisible frame ones, like the wireframe ones, you know, or like the the fishing line frame ones. Technically, like is what it was, like invisible frames, you know. Yeah, that's what it looked like before. But Jenny was like, hey, you know, like maybe. Maybe your face needs a, a different kind of glasses. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's a fair thing. Like, I can't see it. So, I'll, I, you know, I trust your opinion. <laughs> Did so. you ever, have you ever tried uh, Warby Parker? Uh, no, not particularly. I don't mind them. I did, I did like, consider some. Uh, oh. th- those shapes and those. But, but yeah, I ended up getting, because, so, the ones that I have now are an extra wide brand. I don't even know what brand they are. They might hang on. I'll go check. Okay. But they're uh, specifically because you know I have a fat face, sure. and so my my glasses are extra wide, so they don't squeeze my face and make it look like they're tiny. Uh, this episode of Pit of Conversation brought to you by Warby Parker, but uh, Or Warby Parker will send you five frames with uh, clear lenses to try just to see how they feel on your face. That's interesting. That's part of the free service they offer, and then the actual when you actually get glasses, it's not that bad. It's like two hundred bucks. Oh sure. You just send them the, your prescription, and then two hundred dollars, and they're like, "Okay, here you go." My glasses are Chesterfield. Huh. So, Zach, what what uh, what brand are your glasses? I knew you were going to ask, so I'm trying to <laughs> remember right now. Do you have them? Um, they're not with me right now. Oh, okay. I, I only need them for close-ups, so once I get home, I take them off. Gotcha. Um, they uh, have a, the alligator logo. I'm trying to... Lacoste? Lacoste? Something like Lacoste. that? Lacoste. Okay, Lacoste. Yeah. Lacoste. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, my I get, I, I, I'm lucky, and I have relatively decent insurance, so once a year I get up to $100 to spend on frames. I have the same insurance now, again. Oh, yeah? I had it my whole life, and then I didn't have it for a year because I turned 26. Oh. And, and then I got married, and now I have it again. Good. Yeah. It, it, do you have yeah. this, James? It's beautiful. Um, I don't. I have uh, We're double-covered for vision and dental, so we. I can't remember what I paid, but it was like minimal. But is it VSP? It is, yes. It is VSP. So VSP, VSP is the beautiful thing where you get a free um, optometrist visit every year and then a pair of frames up to like 100 120 bucks every year. And then beyond that, you pay like 20% off and all kinds of it's, – it's an amazing, amazing vision plan. So for all yeah, you people out there, <laughs> all you people yeah, out there, this episode searching. brought to you by VSP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Servers submerged in oil, VSP. That's yeah, a good, yeah, good. Sorry, glasses. I did not know we all wore glasses, James. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. That's right. I wear them in shame, in you, secret, in secret. For me, I just I, it's not that I'm ashamed of them. I just don't remember to wear them. <laughs> yeah, me, me either. And they're, they're more of an inconvenience, really, than yeah. than you know. And when it came to when it came to our wedding day, that was like an actual conversation we had. Where I was like, "Hey, 
should I, should I wear my glasses or not wear my glasses on the wedding day? <laughs> Which is more accurate to who I am? And we decided that no glasses was more the accurate. The non-glasses, yeah. yeah. Well, part of my issue, too, is I'm really, really light-sensitive. Hmm. And so, like, I, if I wear glasses, like, I need to wear sunglasses that go over them. That's why I wear those big-ass... Old folks' glasses, as I refer to them, the uh, the solar shield, your glaucoma uh, glasses, which are highly recommend. Yeah, glaucoma glasses. Um, highly recommend if you wear glasses to just buckle down and get yourself a pair of these bug glasses that are huge, but they fit over. They're called over lenses or over glasses. Yeah, yeah. They fit over pretty much any glasses that you're going to choose to wear for yourself, and uh, you know they're great. They don't let in any light if if they, you don't want to. It's all UV protection. Interesting. I might have to try this. So here's what I do because I need them to drive, but during the day, because I have blue eyes, I can't see. I can't. Correct. Um, unless I'm wearing sunglasses. And so what I do is during the day, I don't wear my glasses and I just wear you sunglasses. Forgo with the seeing yeah. and so that you can see and not see white. Exactly. Like, and, I, and I try and explain to people like when it, it, at night, when people are driving with their with their headlights on, it looks to me like their high beams are on. And when when yep. someone's high beams are actually on, I see white. Yeah, I see nothing but white until Ugh. they pass. <laughs> it sounds awful. Also scary. Yeah, it's terrible. You know, but you can't wear. There's blue blockers you can wear, but they're yellow, and they kind of give me like another form of a headache. You know, at nighttime when I'm driving in sunglasses, uh, which is weird. But like then you. It, not so much until you take them off. And then you take them off and your eyes don't want to adjust. Because the blue blockers don't let any of the blue spectrum in. They're yellow. They're yellow glasses. And so everything that you see is, is yellow. So, no, yeah, so, I, use, I use those for, um, for getting ready for bed. Interesting. For in what capacity? So um, blue light means wake up to your brain. And orange light means go to bed for your brain. So you wear these blue Weird. blockers that are orange glasses, and that's how you like watch TV, and that's how you do all that stuff. And so the blue light doesn't come in, and that's only the orange light. And so your brain goes, okay, sleep time, because I don't see I've any blue. Never heard of this, but that's interesting. I may have to try this. And this is something yeah, actually, that it happens on your, on your, on your iPhone, too. I, my iPhone I have set to night shift. So as soon as right, the sun okay. goes down, all of the blue on my phone gets kind of shifted more towards the orange direction. Mine does too. I didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's to help your brain. So if you wake up in the middle huh. of the night and look at your phone, you're not waking yourself up. You're just kind of well, looking at your phone. I have my dimness set super low anyways. Oh yeah, me too. So yeah. because otherwise, you know, I wake up and it's like instant like blind. I tell Jenny when we're driving all the time, I tell her that she's laser beaming my eyeballs with her phone when <laughs> she ref reflects badly. Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. I mean, this is this is, I don't know. I've had people say to me like, "Hey, wh why does your phone look so weird?" Because I'm using it in the middle of the night, and it's like, "Oh right. no, it's just because I because I like shift. to be able to see after looking at my phone." Yeah, exactly. Dick, thank you for drawing attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brightness all the way down, and uh, night shift on. So Zach, you have experience with this night shift thing, or with just the blue and orange light? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I was actually going to say I have uh, something installed on my computer to do the same thing, and on my uh, smartwatch and my Android phone. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It actually, it really does help. Yeah, no, and like, uh, 
if uh, like on my computer, if I decide I want to like watch a video without any, like uh, actually watch the video without it looking a little bit off, I'll turn it off and then I'll be it'll like blast me with how bright it bright it is. <laughs> yeah, you don't even realize how how dim it gets until you turn it off in the middle of the night and you just get blasted. Yeah. And this is one of those crazy things with years of evolution because obviously dawn is very blue and there's a lot of blues going on with that. And then so beyond that, like, yes, sunset is orange, but then into the nighttime, like if we go back, you know, millennia, it's that we're looking at things by the light of a fire. So it's by an orange light. Well, and also I read, I, I was watching this thing that there's a bunch of old texts referring to the ocean being wine dark right being the color of wine so like um so there's theories in place that the atmosphere used to be such that instead of everything being blue tinged like the water in the sky that it was red tinged Mm. Hmm. like like the color of wine because of you know the the composition of the atmosphere that's interesting because i always thought the blue was because it was really really brightened black Interesting. Well, blue is the first uh, first color in the spectrum that you can see. It's the easiest one to pick up. Okay. Right. So, so the reason that the atmosphere is blue is because the light reflects on the water. Yeah. And then that, re- in turn, reflects on the clouds, and it's just like this constant like light refraction, and then your your eyes pick it up as blue because it's the first. Bit, because it's actually black. The sky is black. There's yes. no color in the sky. Correct. Right. It's just a, it's just a reflection of the blue water. But the blue the water is only blue because that's the first color that your eyes can see. Right. Because the water is actually the clear. Water. Right. Right. So and then to to the point that like when you look up at the clouds and they're red, like or orange, it's because there's a higher concentration of oxygen in the air and that's refracting the light through to the red spectrum. Interesting. I'm right. looking so at like, an... yeah, each each color corresponds to a different element that's more present in the air when the light refracts through it. I'm, so I'm looking at an article from 1983, which is I think what you're referring to, where they're talking about the sea being wine dark, and yeah, uh, it's something from Homer. Sure, sure, they're, yeah. And so they're trying to figure out why Homer says this, but the thing that I have in my head is the fact that Homer was blind. done done. was he born blind or did he go blind i don't remember but i do was he the only one that referred to it as being wine dark apparently homer is the one is the canonical person who has referred to the sea as the wine dark sea uh Ah. dozens of times in the iliad and the odyssey okay now my thing too is like in the nighttime like that shit does look dark as fuck yeah, dark oh, wine, yeah. You absolutely. Know? Yeah, like or in the dusk, like maybe it wasn't blue. You know, yeah. But, but I mean, also like the other thing that maybe isn't being asked is what did wine look like back then? See, no, and there was another. I I saw another article that posed that question too. Like, was wine blue? Maybe right? it was. I mean, I mean, maybe like like grapes are just berries, right? Blueberries are also yeah. <laughs> berries. Like you can make. Wine out of bluish berries. What if grapes were not necessarily purple back then? Interesting. 
Hmm. So on the same note of that question, like like colors perceived, flavors perceived, right? I often wonder, like, because the things that that Jenny doesn't like, you know, versus the things that I like. Like, if she could taste the thing that I taste, clearly she would like it. Like, it's a good thing, you know. But like, she has such a subjective, like, difference in her palate than I have. The same way with with vision. Like, she as a woman has so many different cones that she can access, like colors. Like, she can distinguish between so many different colors than I can. Yeah. Like, it's just weird that she's going through the world experiencing things different than I am. This is a male-female thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I have to do this, too, sometimes. Uh, Because I I think I'm more colorblind than most men, but there was a point where my favorite blue sweater... um, It it became your gray sweater? Well, it turned out it was a blue... No, it was a green sweater. Um, <laughs> my favorite blue sweater was a green sweater, and it just—I didn't know what to do about that. And like, and I no, asked okay. several people, that, "I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure this is green?" They're like, "Yeah, it's a green sweater." I'm like, "Okay." Did you ask several girls, or I, did you ask several people? People, because because I have the I have a shirt that I call my blue shirt, and Jenny's like, "No, no, <laughs> that's your green shirt," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, straight up, like, I look at this thing and I see, yeah, it's a blue-green, sure. But blue is definitely the first and foremost color of this. And she's like, no, this is hardcore green. She's like, it's only barely blue. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. what? Like, who's right? And and then, you know, that famous dress, like, the blue and gold versus yeah. black <laughs> and yellow or whatever. whatever yeah, was. yeah, this? the blue dress. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah. who can tell? It doesn't matter. Like color's subjective, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember this. What a stupid thing! What a stupid <laughs> thing! But like, okay. But look at this thing. Especially you, who've just proclaimed that you're more colorblind than most. What do you see when you see this dress? What color? Oh, it's it's blue and black. It's blue and black for you. Yeah. I saw brown and gold. You saw brown and gold. Yeah, or whatever the other color was. But, like, definitely there was gold in mine. And, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. It was always blue see, for me. It was always much. blue for me. Weird. Weird. <laughs> I mean, we can still be friends. Don't worry. <laughs> Zach, do you remember this? I'm, I'm trying to pull up a picture of it right now. I just so googled, that I, can... I googled the blue dress. There's a good one here that says original, brighter, darker. And even in the brighter one where they say, and oh, now it looks white and gold, it still looks blue and black to me. No, no, no. It's definitely white and gold. Oh, apparently even in the original, people said it was blue and gold. But so I don't see any of the gold at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely gold. <laughs> okay. I found something in the New York Times. Yeah. And it clearly looks gold and white to me. Okay. Gold See? and white. There it is. All right. So it's different people, different uh, different flavors of, of knowledge. I'm pretty But then there's sh- another picture later on that looks like it is completely blue and black. <laughs> so I don't know if there's like different so lighting it, or what. So yeah, it changes the background, right? Whatever background color changes how you perceive the other colors. I saw one that was a comparison that showed them. And to me, it still looked like it was the same color in both sides of it. <laughs> so I yeah, like, I have the same thing, but with the opposite colors. Yeah, weird. Weird. 
even when they're like, oh yeah, this is the difference. This is like some people see it like this, some people see it like that. Even when like some people see it like this, it still looks blue and black. So I, I want to pause for a second and talk about the fact that I left my pickleback glass in the kitchen earlier. Yeah. And when Jenny came home, she like came into the room like with this shocked expression on her face and was like, were you drinking pickle juice? <laughs> <laughs> Had to explain I was, in fact. And then I was like, thank you for reminding me. And I went and I grabbed my pickle juice. It's amazing. Dickle pickle. That's what they call that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't. If only I had George Dickel, it would be great. But it's it's a maker's pickle in this case. So, so maybe you don't like bourbon. What? I'm thinking maybe you don't like bourbon. No, I do like it. I do absolutely like it. Or maybe um, you've been softened up by gin. Yes. That's, yeah. Because normally I used to drink this stuff straight. And George Dickel too. Like I would just drink it straight. But now, I mean, with the water, like I'm honestly... Like I don't need the pickle back as much, but it's there, yeah. and so I am, you know, I'm drinking it. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I, now that the ice is melted, it's doable just by itself. I actually really enjoy the flavor. Maker's Mark, if you're listening, if anyone from Maker's Mark is listening, I love your liquor. <laughs> I love your whiskey. Now, are you supposed to? Are you supposed to eat the wax on the Maker's Mark? Or do you? Or no, do you? Do you leave the drip? It's not cheese. You leave the drip. What? I leave the drip there. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Eat the wax. I used to. So when I was a kid, we had these wax lips that I would eat, yeah. or there were these wax bottles of juice that I would eat as well. I don't remember those. I remember the lips. Uh, so like they they had like like yellow and green and orange Kool Aid in them, and they were just like Coke bottles, like shaped like Coke bottles, but they were like about an inch and a long, inch and a half long, like wax, like like hollow wax with this juice in them. And so you would bite the tip off of these bottles. And you would drink the juice out of them, and then you would chew the wax. I don't remember this. Zach, do you remember this? No. Oh, man. Not at all. Oh, dude, you guys are not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Was, I wonder if it was a Mexican thing or an Asian thing, because it was definitely a part of my childhood. We went to, we used to go to Hi-Fi Video and then the store next door to whatever Hi-Fi Video was and get, yeah, these, these little wax bottles. Hang on. I want to look this up now. See, Zach, Zach and I, like I said before, we, we were in a very white environment up until uh, we went to high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trinity was not a... Uh, not a uh, it wasn't yeah, very I diverse. Google, Google wax bottle no. candy, and it's there. Wax bottle candy, huh? Wax I just I Googled candy. wax juice bottles, but wax bottle candy was the first thing that it showed me, and it's, uh, it's literally Kool-Aid, like different flavors of Kool-Aid. And uh, in, inside these bottles, and then you can chew them afterwards. You could also, if you were like me, pop the whole bottle, Kool Aid and all, into your mouth and chew it, and get these little bursts of juice. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> chew the wax. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that at all. <laughs> huh. I'm going to order them and have you gentlemen try them. Okay. You know what? I... <laughs> I got I got I got this last night um thinking I was going to share like an old memory with my wife and it turned out she didn't she'd never encountered this before. Um do you guys know about spice drops? Maybe. They're like gumdrops. What are they? They they're like gumdrops, okay. but they taste like different spices. Oh, 
No, but that's interesting. So purple is black licorice and orange is cinnamon and there's three different kinds of mint and then there's a sassafras in there and it's beautiful. The orange being cinnamon sounds familiar, but the other thing is like I'd have to like taste one of these things. Yeah, so for whatever reason, orange is cinnamon, red is peppermint, green okay. is spearmint, and white is wintergreen. But there, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's great. It's an old-time candy. I bought it at an S-Mart. I love it. Did you buy it at RS Mart? Yes. Awesome. Because <laughs> I'm looking at, I want to make, I want to make a nice gingerbread house this year. So I, I, I was looking for gingerbread house uh, ingredients, and instead I just bought some spice drops and ate them. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, I'm not gonna do that now. Yeah. I'm gonna have to buy some pre-made candy. Yeah. No, my wife bought some uh, some cookie cutters for making a gingerbread house. So you can like make big pans of gingerbread and then you cut out the different Oh, the shapes. Yeah, the, the shapes to awesome. make a little uh, gingerbread house. Yeah, so so I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be very right fun. On. And I've made my uh moonshine to give out to people. I've made made 24 jars of moonshine. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are both getting some this year. Uh, yeah. Yay! It involves Everclear, and it's a whole thing. It tastes like apple pie. It's apple pie moonshine. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. And I have I have all the ingredients to make about 24 more. I just need some more jars. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Oh, I want to take you guys through the photo phone game so far. Okay. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the naming celebrity. So Zach helped me out with one of them recently. Because, oh, did I? Oh, is that what you – is that the picture you sent me? Yeah. Uh, you, oh. you were texting me about something else, and I was in the middle of like going, oh, oh, I got to figure out how to – who this person is. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Okay. So last time we talked – let me find out. Okay, so that's the first one. Saturday, Sunday. So the last time we talked, it was Hugh Hefner. Okay. So yeah, that sounds right. Because him and Shakespeare were both playboys. Exactly. So then the next day was Oprah Winfrey. So take take a guess there hmm. on the on the connection between Oprah Winfrey and Hugh Hefner. Hmm. Uh, hmm. they both publish magazines. Both... Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I don't think I ever would have got that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what so, magazine does Oprah publish? Uh, it's called Oprah. Oh, or or O oh, or something I mean, like the, that. The, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then after Oprah, the next day was Harpo Marx. No, because Oprah's production company is Harpo. Exactly. Because Harpo is Oprah backwards. Right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And so then the next day was Ham the Chimpanzee. Ham the Chimpanzee from Harpo Marx? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Ham the Chimpanzee. They both smoke cigars. <laughs> no. <laughs> there, was, there was a Marx Brothers movie called Monkey Business. Okay. Yes, there was. And Ham the Chimpanzee was the one who got launched into space. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. 
Okay, so then the next day was May Jemison. Uh, who's that? So, May Jemison is less famous for who she is uh, than for what she I did. Just yeah, she's the, okay. She's uh, an African American woman who was an astronaut. Oh, right but on. She, but she was also on an episode of Star Trek uh, Next Generation. As whom? I don't know. As some black woman, but just, just <laughs> of course they got an astronaut to be on Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> so, bonus, great. Okay, so after May Jemison, it was the day that Zach helped me with Sonia Sotomayor. The Supreme Court Justice? Yes. From what? What was the one before? Sorry. Oh, the, say, from May, May Jemison. May Jemison. Hmm. I'll help you out. I don't know. May yeah, Jemison was the first black female astronaut. And uh, Sonia Sotomayor was the, was the first, first female uh, Supreme first Justice. Mexican female uh, Supreme Court Justice. Man, they are leaping with their connections, but I will give them that. I What I sent in was uh, they're both ethnic women who did a thing first. Hey, perfect. <laughs> and I got, I got it. So the next that day. That was my street name, ethnic woman who does a thing first. <laughs> So next, the next day was Martina Navratilova. I have no idea who this person is. Zach, do you know? No, I'm trying to look her up. I'll just tell you. She's a, she's a tennis player. Okay. So they both rule the court. Ha ha. Ha ha. Oh, man. And then today. Ha <laughs> Then today, today was Lance Ito. Okay, uh, from ruling the court. It's actually the exact same link. That's that's not fair, dude. They're I know. Like judges. Well, it, well, <laughs> like, I know exactly. So I said I just sent. To, so this was today. So I, was, I, I knew from the picture immediately. I was like, okay, that's Lancito. And he was like, yeah. And I said they both rule the courts, which is a, an exact quote from what he said about the link from the day before. And he said, yeah. And then so then I had to wait until a couple hours later. And I was like, hey, I know I'm putting my points in jeopardy here, but uh, you did the same. Come on, man. You did the same link two days in a row? And he goes, yes. And he Congratulations. Goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm so unpredictable. Then he gave me bonus points for noticing. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. That's and I, also a way of deflecting the fact that dude was being lazy. Yeah, and I was, and I so I was like, "There's no other possibility. There's no, there's nothing else that Martina Natravlova and Lance Ito have in common." And he was right. like, yeah. "Based on the other answers I've received today, you'd be surprised." So I'm like, "Oh, okay, fine. I will accept my bonus points." Yeah, but also I'd like for you to share what those other answers are, please, sir. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> he won't. He won't tell me for at least for no, a while. Won't. Yeah, but that's why I had to turn my group messaging off. So when I texted both of you earlier about nine p.m. being okay, neither of you got each other's response. Ah, yes. They both. Just yeah, I was wondering why you were sending it directly to me. I me wasn't. too. I was like, did you text Zach? No, it's no, it's for the it's for the phone game. I had to turn off group messaging because I screwed up. So he oh. he insists on it every year. He says turn off your group messaging because he sends it out as group messages to like ten people at a time. 
So then if you reply to the group message, then you just tell everyone else in the group message with you the answer. So if you turn off group messaging, then he sends it out That's to 10 people. Smart. And then, it's a way to like preserve it. That exactly. Sense. And then you can just reply to what you get and you don't have to worry about it. And so this year at first I was like, ah, I'll be fine. I need my group messaging on for other things. And so it'll everything will be fine. But then for the Mae Jemison day, I sent Mae Jemison in the group. And I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> because Mae Jemison is a black woman and I knew that everyone would be guessing Uhura. Oh, she was, well, of course. In the picture, she was wearing a Star Trek, like, shirt. So, I was like, ah, damn it. I gave nine other people the actual answer. They would have been guessing Uhura all day long. Ah, oh, damn. So, I had to turn off group messaging. So, which means I sent a group message to the two of you, but your replies came only to me. Well, now so we what know. do you think about the fact that Quentin Tarantino is going to direct the new Star Trek film? I, I, I really don't care. <laughs> I know that he <laughs> likes Star Trek a lot, so like he's gonna sure he's gonna do his gonna best. do it justice. He's not necessarily he's gonna, gonna do, do it best. justice. He's gonna do Quentin Tarantino justice to it, and he's gonna like take some weird stance that no one ever thought to take. So, do you think that Picard is gonna say "motherfucker"? He might. Or do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're going to have close-ups of Uhura's feet. My it's, question. I think the feet is much more likely. The feet. Of course, man. I don't know. Like, it, like gratuitous violence. Like, okay, how would you classify a, a Tarantino film? Like, what's the thing that you look for when you're when you're watching a Tarantino film? I don't look for anything. I don't really care about Tarantino films. I've watched a few of them because of other factors other than him. Like what? Um, so like Django, I liked the original Django and I liked a good amount of the cast of Django. So I watched Django. That makes sense. And Django was good, but it was a big shoot 'em up, which was fine because like, like I've tried to explain to people about, uh, the, the magnificent seven. Yeah. Did you watch this? I have not yet. No, it's really no, me either. It's really it's really good. List, it's very good. It's just a, it's a cowboy shoot 'em up. Like there's a lot. I mean, of I shooting. used to watch like my babysitter used to watch the old one. She used to play the old one on VHS. Exactly, and so that's why I went and watched the Magnificent Seven was because I was a big fan of just the concept of the Magnificent Seven. But well, cool. sure, I'm not gonna watch Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek because I don't care that much about Star Trek. Or about Quentin Tarantino. Or Quentin Tarantino. I mean, that makes sense. So it's oh, I just... actually lied. I have seen the magnificent. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I forgot until I looked it up. But yeah, Chris Pratt. No, it was a fun movie. Chris Pratt Western. It was a fun movie. Exactly. It wasn't a good movie. It was just. It was a fun movie. Chris Pratt's in it. Yeah, Chris Pratt's the yeah. lead. Ah, <laughs> uh, shows you how much I know. <laughs> I think uh, Denzel Washington was in it too. Yes, he was. Uh, yes. Why would he not be? Ethan Hawke. Really? <laughs> like Training Day all over, but with the Western. Yeah, exactly. It was a Western <laughs> where they just like were like, how much can we afford to pay leads? Okay, can we get seven <laughs> people who would sell tickets? <laughs> it's like Unforgiven. Remember Unforgiven? Uh, yes, the Western. Yeah, early 90s. Yeah, yeah, totally. You just list the cast and it's like Clint Eastwood... Uh, not Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, 
Gene Hackman, and you know, like you get halfway through the cast, and everyone's like, "Okay, I'm in. I love all those people. I'm just going to go watch the movie now." Yeah. Plus, it's a good movie. <laughs> Have you seen The Quick and the Dead? Ooh, I think so. Yeah. With Sharon Stone as the protagonist. The Quick. And Gene Hackman as the bad guy. And Russell Crowe as the also protagonist, the hero, as it were. The, yeah. the unassuming hero. Yeah, yeah, 95. Yeah. Yeah. And and a, lo- a young Leo DiCaprio. Yes, it is. Yeah. You ever watch Young Guns? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the Western as a genre. I, I'm yeah, just, yeah, it's great. Directly next to me is our stack of DVDs, and the ones that are owned by me are like, it's 50-50, Western. they're Westerns. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but what about like the old, old Westerns where like everything was like done in Technicolor, like with Dean Martin and like, like the, the... Dean Martin, so you're talking uh, Last of the Comancheros? No, no, not last, uh, just the Comancheros. I see it right there. I'm pointing at it. Yeah, the Comancheros yeah. or um, uh, the Cowboys with John Wayne yeah. or the one – there's one where Dean Martin sings this song, uh, Whipper Will uh, in the Willows, uh, Rifle My Pony and Me. And it's – it's uh, oh, man. I used to watch this all the time. I can't remember the name of it now. Not the Cowboys. The Shootist? Maybe. No, I don't know. Rifle My Pony and Me. Uh, Real Bravo. Yeah, Real Bravo. Bravo. That's right. Yeah. That's a good one. I watched this. So I always liked Westerns. And then I watched this uh, TV documentary thing done on the BBC called How the West Was Lost. Oh, I remember that. I heard about that. So good. So good. And it's just this guy talking about. uh, I don't remember his name. I'm not going to try and remember his name. Um, is a, it's an American stand-up comedian who ended up like making a career in England. So it was a BBC documentary with this guy talking about <laughs> how how the West was lost, like how we lost track of what westerns were. And so apparently it all started in the early 70s with uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, uh, which was a Robert Altman film, which was very Robert Altman. It had like people talking over each other and stuff like that. And so, like, that's about when we lost track of what a Western was. And he was like, at this point, we don't really have Westerns. We sort of have Westerns. Every now and then, Clint Eastwood comes out with a Western and everyone loves it. But that speaks more to that there's a lot of Clint Eastwood fans more than there are Western fans nowadays. Right. We don't do Westerns anymore. We don't. We really don't. But, I mean, but there's a lot of things that are Westerns that... um we don't really realize our Westerns because Westerns are all about man versus machine and like man juxtaposed against the landscape and stuff. So the entire, sure, sure. The entire Lord of the the Rings trilogy is a Western. Oh, right, right. Yeah, totally. Totally. When you get down to what a Western is, Planet of the Apes is even a Western. Oh, sure. One could even make the argument that Star Wars is a fucking Western. Uh, The first three, but not, not none of the others, but the first three. Yes. Well, I don't know. This last one, not the so I haven't seen the the very most recent one, but the one before this was all shooting, was all guns and shooting. I haven't and seen fucking, any since episode like, three, like, so I, I don't know. Oh, no, yeah. you haven't? No. Yeah, Rogue One oh. was all shooting. Huh. Okay, I like a shoot 'em up. I love a shoot 'em up. When I go back to like like uh, uh, Unforgiven, it's, it's one of my favorite westerns. 
pretty much anything that uh, that Clint Eastwood has made is one of my favorite westerns. But in Unforgiven, this thing that my my friend Jesse and I always go to is uh, Gene Hackman's character, who like brought a lot of reality to what life was like back then. Oh sure, when he was always talking about the failures of certain guns and stuff. It's like, yeah, this guy, he tried to rob a poker game and he pulled out a, whatever, a Colt 45 from 1970, or, or not 1978, but like from 1878. <laughs> from the future. And he pulled the trigger and instead the gun fired back in his face, which was a problem with that model. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. I, oh, I love that. That's We always do that when we when we play pool. When Jesse and I play pool, we have a hundred million little phrases that we say to each other that are um, specific to our like the movies that we've watched and stuff like that and so one of them is from is from Unforgiven when Clint Eastwood comes in with a shotgun that's gotten all wet and he tries to shoot somebody and it just goes click and Gene Hackman goes that's a misfire get him boys <laughs> we we use that every single time. You know, you know when you're you're, you're shooting pool and you're aiming for that cue you ball, just miss the and cue. you just like yeah. you like barely, maybe even you barely maybe touch That's the cue ball. Get him, boy! Yeah. So every time we go misfire, get him, boys. That's great. I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> when when someone goes to sneeze and they don't, that's a misfire. Get him, boys! <laughs> get him, boys! Oh my god! Did I tell you I started uh, using your thing? You, how you call Gwen Glenn when she fucks it up? I call Rufio Glenn. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Do the same thing. I, I stole it blatantly, and he he knows. Yeah, he knows. Like what he shit it in his house the other day, and I was like, "Come on, Glenn!" And he was like, "Oh, he tucked his." <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked up so bad. Oh yeah, my God. yeah, exactly. He he tucked his tail. He knew. He knew. <laughs> That's good because Glenn never knows when she when she screws up. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like hey how you doing how's it going i had to i had to go get i feel bad for her so i, I i've told you guys i've told you guys before about how there's the fat cat that rules the house and i'm the only one who's not afraid of her so this cat sometimes decides you know what i'm gonna go inside the dog's cage where we lock the dog when we leave the house i'm, and just, hide. I'm just gonna go in the dog's cage no not hide she's not hiding She's stretched out. It's luxurious. It's a vacation for her. She's having the time of her life. And so it's like, okay, it's time to feed the dog. And I like, and she gets fed inside her cage. And I'm like, I have this thing of food. And I'm like, go in. And she's like, like she kind of starts. And then she looks back at me. Like and then she starts and looks back at me. And she's like, I, I can't. And I look in and the cat's just in there like, fucking try it, bitch. Just try it. And so then like, I... Okay. You get to eat outside today. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I just get down on my hands and knees and I take the cat out and I throw her, you know, in the bathroom or whatever and I feed the dog. But um, so recently we were like, why does our bedroom smell so bad all the time? Because that's where the dog's cage is. And it turned out the dog had had gotten so fed up of the cat going in her cage all the time that she peed on it to mark her territory. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Get out of here, cat. That didn't stop the cat. Our cat's disgusting. No, She's disgusting. Yeah. She probably went and laid in the wet puddle of pee just to be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> or or pissed on it herself. And yeah. was like, oh, yeah, this bothers you so much. Cats don't do this. We pee in sand. What's up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now we had to throw away that cushion, and she has a new cushion in her bed, and I hope no one pees on it. 
I'm uh, on my way. Don't worry.